What's up, everybody? This is John Neighbors, and this is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, and I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can listen to 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, every morning on hitthatline.com for also some great content, articles, videos, whatever you need dealing with the Razorbacks. Be sure to check out hitthatline.com for all of your Razorback content needs. What a fun time it is to be alive, folks. It's great and be, and I really, again, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast, subscribing to the podcast. Keep that going. We are skyrocketing up the charts, and it is amazing. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate every one of you uh, listening in and, and having fun with it. And we're going to continue to have fun with that. Colorado State's coming up. We're going to get into that a little bit. I'm also going to bring up some recruiting and why Chad Morris might be one of the better recruiters Arkansas has ever had as a head coach. And why I already know that, even though it's so early in his tenure. We'll talk about that. I'm also going to be joined by a very special friend of mine. And uh, you may have to turn on, turn off your headphones if you uh, have a problem with uh, some foul language. But Old Row Cousy, my boy Cousy over at Old Row is going to be joining me. And we're going to talk a little bit about tailgating, some SEC football, as well as all the things going on over there. So it should be very exciting and very fun to get with him on a lot of those things but let's start a little bit with the recruiting classes and specifically this recruiting class this year because I don't want to give anybody the false impersonation that this is any type of recruiting class compared to the first one that Chad Morris had technically the first one I'm throwing that one out that class does not count when it comes to Chad Morris I'm counting the 2019 class that's the class I care about and that's the class right now that is top 20 among most, if not all, but most recruiting outlets. That's impressive. And Arkansas still has some room to go. Also, he has a lot of great things going on for him on the side of getting more players than ever before. So let's just break it down this way. The recruiting classes have always been less to be desired when it comes to Arkansas football. You've had a lot of different classes that have come in that have been highly ranked, or at least in the comparison of highly ranked, Arkansas highest being around 16. You've had some really great players, a couple of five stars here and there, but very rare do you have a five star coming to Arkansas. A good bit of four stars, some that panned out, some don't. But either way, Razorback fans have become accustomed to how recruiting classes take shape. They understand that, hey, as long as you get in within the 20 to 35 range, which is what Razorback fans are used to, then it's just another day at the office. But people always wondered, what if, just what if, what if Arkansas could actually get a top 15 class or dare I say a top 10 recruiting class? What would happen? How crazy would that be? What would need to happen? Arkansas would have to be cheating. That'd be the only way that they could get a recruiting class that good is if they just cheated their hides off, similar to what Ole Miss did. Well, I'm telling you folks right now, Arkansas is in great shape with their recruiting class in the first year, Chad Morris. Not only are they top 20, some outlets have them as high as 16. They could bust into the top 15, and it's a long shot, but with the amount of players that they have left and the amount of scholarships that are opening up, they could even get close, not all the way, but get close to that breaking that top 10 barrier. Now, how is it happening? How? What, what, what's going on? How in the world are you able to have a solid recruiting class 
at a place like Arkansas, coming off of a miserable season, and what is in store probably to be another season that's going to be tough, tough to watch. How is that happening? Chad Morris isn't a big, sexy name of a coach. He has a couple of coaches that have been heard of in his assistants, like John Chavis or Steve Caldwell, guys like that. But where is it all coming from? Well, folks, it's very simple. It's effort. That's what it is. It's effort. I have never once bought into the fact that so many people have said, Arkansas, you can't recruit there. It's only got a certain amount, like a cap to it, a limit to how good you can be at Arkansas. It'll never happen. You just, it won't, it's just not going to happen. So just get used to it. Be happy that you got to the 20th or 22nd class in the country. Just be happy with that. Why? Why? Well, because you can't recruit in-state. There's not that high end of in-state talent. Okay. That's the only reason why? Is that the only thing that's holding Arkansas back from having top-tier recruiting classes is just the lack of big-time in-state talent? Now, I'm not denying that that doesn't go into it. I think that that's a little bit of a factor. But to act like that's it, that's all of it, that's, that's what's going to keep Arkansas from ever getting to the point that they want to be in recruiting is foolish and it's stupid. What it is is you had previous coaches that either A, didn't try hard enough to recruit or B, didn't know how to recruit. It's not easy. I'm not going to say that it's easy to recruit to Arkansas, but it's amazing. This, you know, And stop traffic. It's amazing what can happen in life if you just try. And that's what Chad Morris and his staff is doing. They are trying. They are putting in the work. They are putting in the effort and it's paying off dividends so far now we'll wait and see if the class stays together we'll wait and see what he does for the coming years but I honestly believe that Chad Morris is going to be the best recruiting coach since Frank Broyles that Arkansas has ever had because he tries it's as simple as that he knows what the type of players he wants he knows what they can add to the program and he knows that he's going to have to stand out in a certain way he can't go in like Nick Saban and flash the championship rings He can't go in like Kirby Smart over at Georgia and show that the program that he's building and show the rings that he has. He can't go in there and offer the same amenities like a place like LSU or Texas or Ohio State or any place like that. He knows that. So what does he do? He finds ways to stand out. If you can't beat him with the flash of the program, beat him with the flash of the culture, beat him with the flash of the philosophy, beat him with the flash of the coach himself, find ways to win find ways to get these kids on campus and that's what chad morris and the staff is doing it's not rocket science it's not like he's completely breaking the mold it's obvious but look at the previous coaches at arkansas and why they have never been able to have the best of recruiting classes they've had good ones but why the best brett bielema should i go further his best recruiting classes was his first year here Why, you ask? Look at who his assistant coaches were. Guys like Sam Pittman, Randy Shannon, Chris Ash, Charlie Partridge. All right? Just to name a few. Michael Smith was a great recruiter as well. I mean, he had guys and assistant coaches that were phenomenal recruiters and phenomenal assistant coaches, but he couldn't keep them together. So I think that that's one of the reasons why he even had a good enough class as it was. But Brett Bielman was not a great recruiter. I don't care what anybody says. He was not a great recruiter. 
His final classes can tell that. He'd get a couple of stars here and there, but he couldn't recruit well enough to develop them especially. So there's that. But Petrino, look at Petrino. Guy had a great style, a great philosophy, a winning philosophy. So why, if you're winning at a high level, why are you not getting the big-time recruits? Because Petrino's not a good recruiter. Have you talked to the guy? He's just not, that's not who he is. And that's fine because he's successful without it. But he's not going to go in and kiss any 18-year-old kids rear end to try to get him to commit. That's not who he is. That's not what he's going to do. So he was able to recruit and had some pretty good recruiting classes based off what? Based off of his results, based off his success as a head coach. Houston Nutt before that, I mean, that, that he did not he did not know how to recruit. And I don't care what anybody says. People are going to come at me and name some players. A lot of those players came to Arkansas because they were Razorbacks through and through. And Houston Nutt, they may love him, but he was not a good enough recruiter to win at a high level at Arkansas, or at least in the ways that they should have won. So that's just naming the previous few coaches. And Chad Morris is not that way at all. He knows what it takes. He was at a big-time program like Clemson, a Clemson program that wasn't getting the big-time players until Dabo Sweeney took over and started really upping their game. He has seen what a program needs to do to get the big-time players. And guess what, folks? He's implementing that same system, that same ideology at Arkansas. If his recruiting classes are going to be as good as this one he's doing this year when the team and the culture is down, imagine how good his recruiting classes are going to be when he starts winning. When he starts going into those living rooms, those five-star players, and saying, hey, here's the product on the field that you can be a part of. Hey, Here's this bowl game that we've got a victory on. Here's what we did against LSU or Georgia or Alabama. Here's what we got. That's big time. And that's the reason why Chad Morris will be successful at Arkansas. To what level? Time will tell. But he will not, not to be a Brett Bielema. He will not be a John L. Smith. He will not be a Houston Nutt. He'll be better than that. Can he be Petrino? I think so. But time will tell. I like the direction he's going so far. Hey, before we get out of here, though, I got to tell you, the wait is nearly over. Football has arrived, isn't it? It's amazing. But fantasy football is still about to happen for a lot of different people. The season's starting this weekend, guys. So those of you who are not into fantasy football, that's okay. Because FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. And they also have something for everyone. And there are more ways to win than ever before. If you don't believe me, how's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever, and here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. I've had great experience on FanDuel. I'm winning money. I'm having fun. And you know what, folks? If you can win money and have fun doing it, then what else do you need to do? What else do you need to hear? Get over there now. Just get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest. And if you want to get in it, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, all you new users out there get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me. Have some fun and make some money at fanduel.com slash locked on you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast 
All right, moving on to this quick segment dealing, hey, with what? Uniforms. That's something you all want to hear about again, right? Well, I have to bring it up. I'm sorry, folks. I know you don't want to hear it. I know it pisses you off just to hear about stupid uniforms, but it's back in the news again. The Razorbacks unleashed their uniforms that they'll be playing against Colorado State, and they're the white uniforms, of course, white shoes, white socks, white pants, white jerseys, but there's a change. <gasps> shiny helmets. You remember those helmets that they wore against Kansas State in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis in, what was it, 2015? That look, it's coming back against Colorado State. I like the look. I really do. I think it's fantastic. And I think if the players like it, that's what it needs to be all about. It looks good. I don't know why people think it wouldn't look good. But uh, people are mad about it. They were saying that they can't support the program. People are saying that they're going to not support uh, Nike or anymore for the, you know, I'm not going to get political. You all know what I'm talking about. But either way, I think it's great. I th- I like the mixing up of uniforms, and I like how they get excited about it and get pumped up. Because, again, I-, I said this before, and I will say it again, folks. The uniforms do not matter to you. It matters to the players. And if the players can feel better and play better in them, I'm all for it, and you should be too. If they win in those uniforms, who cares? I like them. It's not like they're going out there looking like a bunch of fools. It's not like they're hideous uniforms. They look good. They look sleek. So you're going to need every advantage you can get. This team is not a very talented team. Let's just call it like it is. It's not a very talented team. But it is a team that needs energy. And Chad Morris has a lot of energy. And what better way to keep that energy going, to keep that flow up, to keep the morale and the guys pressing forward and knowing that there's a goal, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, than mixing it up and throwing some great uniforms in that they get excited about, that they can take pictures in, that they can retweet about, that they can talk about, and that they can look good. It's as simple as that. I dig it. I think it's great. I wish they would do more things like that. And it certainly looks like under Chad Morris, they're going to continue to do more things like that. And if you're listening into this podcast, I said it before, stop your complaining, please. Don't worry about it. Get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Quit being an old fart and just enjoy it. Enjoy that the kids are loving it. Now, if they start messing up with the logos and all that, okay, then we can start having the conversation. But the uniforms are fine, folks. Let's have fun with the uniforms. That's that's all I'm asking here. Just just keep it simple, okay? Keep it simple. Keep it civil. And keep it funky. I like the uniforms. And if Arkansas wins against Colorado State, guess what? Keep the uniforms. Keep them again. Do whatever it takes to win. We all like winning, right? Winning means a lot more than how you look. At least that's kind of what I was always taught. But either way. I just want... I know that, again... I know people didn't want to hear this and didn't want to have it brought back up, but I had to bring it up because people were tweeting at me about it. And if you want to tweet at me and tell me how stupid I am too, at Rush John Neighbors is the Twitter handle. People were tweeting at me, so I had to bring it back up, give my opinions on it because apparently people didn't understand, did not hear it correctly. So there you have it. But either way, we're going to be catching up with Koozie of Old Row, the CCO of Old Row. So really looking forward to that and going to have a great conversation with him dealing with all things SEC. We'll get a little Arkansas talk. He's an SMU grad, too. So he knows a little bit about Chad Morris. So we're going to talk about that. But before I tell you guys, ever since I started this podcast, you all have been asking me for things. Sometimes it's my opinion on things. Sometimes it's about what my how I became this good looking. 
Okay, no one's asked me that. But you've also asked me how and where and why and how. Well, all the questions about how to bet on your team this week. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win, so don't ask me that. But I do know how you can bet on your teams. I do know how you can have some great times and win some big money when it comes to betting on sports. And that's why you got to check on mybookie.com. All right? Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell you all to go to MyBookie because they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend this service to you guys because you've been good to me. They've been good to me. So I want to return the favor to all of you. That's why I'm urging all of you to make your way to MyBookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. That's up to a thousand dollars, one hundred percent. All you got to do is use promo code on college to activate your offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use the promo code on college when creating your account to claim your bonus because when you win you play you get paid on my bookie you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast Moving on to the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I welcome him a very special guest and a friend of mine. He's joined my previous podcast as well as joining his podcast, so call it a business mutual relationship, but I am here now with Koozie, the Old Row CCO, and if you don't know what Old Row is, you've been living under a rock, and be sure to check out all social media. They do a great job with some great content and some stuff that is really fitting for uh, people who's all fans of Arkansas as well as the Southeastern Conference. Koozie, man, it's been a while. How's things? been going dude they're great john uh, i appreciate you having me on man i just i just can't really seem to get enough of the john neighbor show <laughs> yeah that's what all the girls say too man so yeah, know, uh, at least that's what uh, i've been telling myself in my head but uh but man I, I know you guys have been busy over there as well as i have football seasons gearing up it's an exciting time for a lot of different reasons and we've gone through week one just kind of looking back on it man what, what was kind of what stood out to you and what, what made you most pumped about for the rest of the season going forward yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously uh, a couple games that stick out. I think Miami definitely didn't pass the eye test. Uh, LSU came in, did SEC things, and everyone was kind of, you know, low, like low on S- or on LSU this year. I think people still don't really take Coach O too seriously. So that was impressive. Uh, Florida State was getting absolutely blown out, and not only that, just looking. I mean, the execution was terrible in the red zone. I mean, I thought the score wasn't. It, 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 they should not have been that bad. They just couldn't do anything right uh, when it came down to coaching and execution, stuff like that. And then uh, you had a great game on Saturday with Auburn and Washington. So that one was fun to watch. But uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Clemson and A&M this weekend. We're going to be there. Uh, that's stop number two for the Old Rogue tailgate tour. Uh, we were at LSU Miami at Jerry World last week. So we had a great turnout. Um, if you're going to be in College Station, uh, swing on by. We're in uh, lot 67, I believe. It's northwest of Kyle Field. But uh, okay. free shirts, free koozies, free beer. Um, we'll have TVs with all the games on. Uh, we had Fortnite going on one of our TVs last <laughs> week. So, 
Yeah, you can tailgate and still play Fortnite. It's the best of both worlds. Well, man, let me ask you about this tailgating thing because, see, we we actually did an entire uh, podcast essentially on tailgating itself, and you guys did it all last year. And I know you've done previous stuff before. Just yeah. uh, the places you guys went, just recapping of last year and some of the places that seemed really awesome. Because I know you guys even came to the A and M Arkansas game, which we got to hang out, yeah. which was uh, which is a really cool time as well. Yeah, I mean, just logistically, I think it's probably like the toughest thing because every school, you know you're communicating with different people where like oh what what's lot do we go to you know how do we get people there is it um you know am i talking to the right person to get this done so it's kind of you know after two years of doing this i think we're finally we've got the hang of it for the most part but it used to be you know just fucking stressful and, and part of my part of my language i know no it's, right it, now, dude but. we we can roll with it. let's roll <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, I think now we're kind of just enjoying it. We get there early. We already know uh, we've got everything done beforehand. It's basically just tapping kegs and making sure everyone has a good time, you know? So tailgate, uh, I think Fortnite kind of changed the game. That's the only thing we haven't really had the last two years. We've always done shirts, beer, koozies, whatever. But right. Now you got Fortnite into the mix, and I mean we're taking 2018 by storm. <laughs> well, it, it's going to be a fun time, especially I'm going to try to make it down for one of the tailgates too, man. Yeah, you've I, got uh, to because I'm a huge tailgate guy. I mean, I love tailgating; it's almost as much fun, in some cases, more fun uh, than going to the football game itself. Especially if you've been a Razorback fan for the past few years, it's been pretty brutal. But you know, it seems that with the new coach Chad Morris, things are a little more exciting. At least people are happy with the direction that they're going. It's going to be probably a rough season this year, but uh, maybe the future will be pretty successful for Chad Morris. You're a guy who went to SMU where Chad Morris was the head coach mm-hmm. at, so you have a lot of connections and a lot of knowledge of as far as Chad Morris and him as a coach. For people who don't yeah. get that perspective, what did you make of Chad Morris when he was at SMU, and what type of job do you think he can do at Arkansas? Well, for, with Chad Morris coming in, uh, he was replacing June Jones, you know, a guy who we had early success with, uh, went to four straight bowl games, but then towards the end of his tenure, it was just clear the coaching staff wasn't, you know, putting forth the effort needed to maintain, you know, solid recruiting and kind of keep up that upper tw- trend we had. So we brought in Chad Morris, and the first thing he wanted to do was he told his high school coaches or his uh, assistant coaches, he's like, I want to meet every high school football coach in Texas at every major school. So he deployed his staff. And that summer they went down and personally met like every single big time head football coach in Texas all over the place. I mean, so one thing you don't have to worry about the guy uh, is work ethic. He puts forth the effort uh, on the recruiting trail, coaching. He's creative. I mean, he's got an offense that is fun to watch. They spread the ball around. You know, it's fast, up-tempo. So losing him to Arkansas and then promptly losing to North Texas to start the year, this is kind of a reminder that, well, you know, it was short and sweet, but at least we had him. I think Arkansas fans have a lot to look forward to. Again, one thing you just want out of your coach is that you know he's – He's not, you know, he's no stern, no stern stone left unturned, and Chad, uh, Chad will put forth the effort. And I think, with time and the facilities there, and just recruiting, um, Arkansas could maybe be competing for the SEC West in a few years. 
Well, it seemed like he did, like you mentioned, he kind of took over a program under June Jones that was uh, in desperate need of a re- renovation. And it looks like Arkansas uh, was in the same situation with Brett Bielman and Chad Morris has come over as well. And I, you know, it just seems like at a place like Arkansas, that style and philosophy is so fitting for what they have as far as the makeup and in-state high school talent and, and being able to recruit Texas because that's what's made, always made yeah. Arkansas good is recruiting Texas. And it just seems like he may be a better fit for Arkansas more so than any other coach because of those connections that he has, especially in the state of Texas. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, just with his time with SMU, too, those have only gotten stronger. So, you know, you leave one program, go to another, you're still nearby. I mean, I'm sure Texas is still going back to the, um, you know, the 90s and the 80s. Like, Texas was, you know, a big rivalry game for Arkansas. So they have the roots for sure. Chad's familiar with them. Um, I haven't kept up with your recruiting, but I'm sure you're already starting to see things trending in the right direction just with Chad and you know hit the way he plays and guys want to be in that offense you know they want to they want to put a thousand yard seasons and you know throw for 3,500 yards whatever so it's a fun guy to root for uh and I'm still a little butthurt that you guys took him but uh, yay the Sonny Dykes era like woohoo yeah yeah it may be a little a little different there for uh, your stangs but hey hope, hopefully for the best man hoping for the best I mean, yeah, it's SMU football. Just they get they get you right there where you're like, you know what? We we could really do something if everything came together, and then it always just falls apart in like terrific fashion. So yeah. I've tapered my expectations. Yeah, it's uh, the the days of uh, the '80s and whatnot when you guys were were rolling with it. Hopefully, they can come back at some point in time. It's just, man, that death penalty killed killed so many things for so many reasons for the SMU Stangs, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's never really been the same. But going back to uh, an earlier thing you brought up, you had a tailgating episode of your pod. I'm I'm a little curious to hear what some of your uh, your must haves on a tailgate were. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just more like trying to help people out when they're going to a tailgate. For instance. Mm. Uh, if someone's hosting a tailgate and they're cooking burgers or brats or whatever, don't go up to the guy and while he's grilling and tell him how he's doing it wrong and what, you know, how he could do it better. Like stuff like that. Make sure that you bring a phone charger because you, in some capacity, bring it where you can plug into the car or into the wall or maybe maybe those, one of those uh, USB uh, ones. Last year before the tailgate tour, I went ahead and got, I think it was like 70 bucks at the Apple store, but it's like a, um, charging case so you basically yeah. have like two 100 percent batteries when you go out there and i don't think my phone's died since so yeah it was uh, an expensive investment highly recommended though and it's it's pretty uh pretty sleek too it's not like a something really bulgy in your pocket or anything like that so that's a big one and then i think um yeah make sure you bring something to the tailgate yes i understand like maybe it's not your actual tailgate but just contribute some way whether that's like cups or plates or beer or you know, whatever. I always just ask, what can I bring? So that way you get invited back again. Yeah. yeah. And that's all I ask. I mean, there's not really a, a, a huge unwritten rule book about how to tailgate. It's just, you know, manners, you know, it's just common courtesy of the, some of the stuff you got to do uh, dealing with the tailgate. But, uh, but, you know, and then speaking about y'all's tailgates and stuff, I know that you know, just kind of looking at old row in general, cause I find it so fascinating because you guys have, you've been around a long time back when I was in college and the way you guys have blown up and you've grown, I mean, you're doing stuff. I know you guys got uh, the partnership with Barstool Sports. You guys do 
do these things like these tailgates and like these big events. And I know the rough and rowdy deal that Barstool's doing, you're, yep. you're connected to as well. And it just seems like you guys have skyrocketed. And at some point in time, I felt like, and I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting, but sometimes I felt like, man, you know, these Yeti butts are eventually going to run out. You know, it's like that. Yeah, no, gonna I move mean, on. But then it seems like you guys have always found new creative ways to keep it going over there at Old Row. Yeah, I think it's as long as, you know, the second you get complacent or give yourself a pat on the back for what you've accomplished, that's when things start heading the other way. Um, and we happen to be in a medium, too, where uh, we saw a lot of companies before us that were kind of in a similar um, space online, I guess. That, that happened to, you know, uh, I don't want to call anybody out, but, you know, a lot of companies, they you just see the peak and then the gradual downturn. And we've done a good job of just, uh, I guess, you know, never being satisfied you know it's well that was great but what can we do better next time how can we what's the next big thing what's the next meme whatever and just kind of being aware of your surroundings and knowing like okay this is funny does this have potential to you know to be a trend is this something that you know we can or want to like turn into something and kind of having that power too is pretty cool especially when you succeed with it and you know you take something that you think is funny the next thing you know you're getting, you know, 50 submissions a day from kids doing the same thing and trying to get posts on the old road. And it's like, oh, you know, influencing. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's what it comes down to is it's just once. And I think it's just a brand thing because it's even if uh, I think you guys are even at the point now where, you know, so if a, an account that had 100 followers or was just starting up did something, then no one would give a rip. But the fact that, oh, if it old road does it, then. You know, oh my gosh, it, it's got to be cool. We got to submit this yeah. stuff. We got to do that. And I, and I think that that's what's the coolest part about it is once you get to a certain point, it's more like you're setting the trends rather than trends setting you. And you, you just, and that's where you guys are at right now. And the fact that you mentioned some of these accounts in other places that have uh, not been able to, to really latch on, I, I just always have found it cool how even though you've gotten older, even though things have changed and times have changed and social media has changed and all that, it's about being creative and trying to find new ways to be out there and to get people interactive and involved with it. Yeah. And, you know, as you kind of grow too, what comes with that as well is just people not wanting to like your brand or, you know, just hating on it just for the sake of doing it. So I think what's been a major part of our success too is we have always stuck to kind of like our core values, which is, you know, supporting Greek life and fraternities and kind of trying to get away from, you know, schools having too much influence on that and, you know, just being a Southern lifestyle brand. And if you do that, your core followers and your audience are always going to respect that you stick to that, even when, you know, maybe it's not convenient or you can have an opportunity to make money, but maybe it's just off brand and you just kind of have to pass it up. Mm -hmm. So just maintaining that being uh, always being that brand that people started following you for stick to that. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's big for us, you know, just always be willing to adapt, but at the same time, remember what got you there. Okay. I got to ask you this, man, cause I've, I've been fascinated by this. Is there a, you guys get submissions, I'm sure at the wazoo every single day. So is there a yeah. submission or a certain type of thing that you are, you guys need to just say, stop sending us this crap, stop sending uh, us this one thing. Cause I'm sure there's something that you guys get on the daily that it's like, okay, we're done with this. We're not posting this crap. Yeah, so two of them, I think, would be like Brad and Chad, you know, like referring to people as <laughs> yeah. that. That's just kind of over that. And then another thing, I don't know why, but somehow for like, because we never post them, but for some reason guys are under the impression that them submitting a picture of like a, another guy doing a Yeti butt as like a joke is funny. 
It's like no nobody wants to see that, you know. Like people like Yeti butts because we want to see like you know hot girls on the internet. It's not you and your buddies doing it doesn't really have that same uh, same effect, I guess you could say. So stop with that, please. Just no more male Yeti butts. Yes. We're we're not going to post them. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and you've been sending these to Old Row, stop, now you please. Know. Yeah. Now you know you have no excuses to keep sending them. So or make your you know make your own male Yeti butts account and then. Yeah, like have have uh, have a field day with it. Yeah, go crazy, man. Yeah, you can you can get creative with it on that. So yeah, all right, Kuzi. Well, what's uh, new with you, John? Before I, before we roll, what's up? What's new with you, bud? Man, I just doing this radio show, doing this new podcast. You know, making it work. Uh, you know, trying to enjoy football season for a change. Now that there's not uh, Burt Bielema back and on the sidelines, you got Chad Morris here. So it's mainly just been doing that, man. Trying to find new ways to. To stay out there like you guys, I, I wish I could yeah. do some of the stuff that you guys do because I'm always a little jealous. I'm like, man, I, I just wish that I could, you know, make it make it work and have the uh, have the power to do it. But uh, you know, we're trying some new stuff, man. We're 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 getting it done, trying to at least. It's there. Uh, you go. Yeah, you know, obviously going to be football driven most of the time, but but yeah, well, man. Hopefully, just hopefully, uh, hopefully we can latch onto each other at some point for uh, Arkansas A and M at Jerry World. I think think that is tentatively on the schedule for the Old Road Tailgate Tour. But, uh, John, as always, man, I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's yeah. always great to be here. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on social, the main account is at Old Row Official. You can follow me on uh, Twitter or Instagram, at Old Row Koozie, Koozie with a K. And, uh, John, I appreciate it, my friend. Hey, man, appreciate you hopping on. It's always fun, and we're going we're gonna to have to do this uh, more often for sure, man. It's always uh, it's always good to catch up with you and see what's going on with the guys at Old Row, man. 100%, buddy. We're, we're, uh, we'll do a college football pod in a little bit and get you, Eddie, the boys on there and uh, get, the, get the band back together, as they say. Yeah, how long have we been trying to <laughs> trying to make that happen? It seems oh, like it's, it's coming along. It's coming along. <laughs> it's a slow, now. Yeah, it's a slow process, man. But, no, yeah. we'll make it happen, man. Appreciate it, Coos. Yeah, of course, bud. Thanks, man. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 